0: How do I work less than four hours a week and make over $20,000 a month in profit on Etsy? Yes, I'm an Etsy seller of seven years and I work less than four hours a week in my shop and I still make over $20,000 a month. How do i do it now i will be the first to tell you i cannot stand the videos that set unrealistic expectations i'm a very practical person etsy is not a get rich quick scheme and it is not passive income though it can become more passive if you do the right strategies at the right times in today's video i'm going to give you five things to do in your etsy shop to get to a point where it is truly passive income where you like me could work four hours a week and make over $20,000 a month in profit. And when I'm talking about four hours a week, I'm talking about a pretty effortless four hours a week. And I would not say that unless it was true, but with my Etsy shop, I would say I'm in what I would call the extreme marathon phase, which is where my shop could simply be operating and rolling on without me. I could take a vacation, not think about it. I could disconnect from Wi-Fi completely. And I have had time to build a completely separate seven figure business that's helped over 2000 Etsy sellers with their shop. Shops and that has about 25 employees. And we can do all that while working less than four hours a week on the Etsy shop. So, how did we get to this point, and what do you need to do to get your shop to this point? So, a few things here Etsy's not get rich quick. It took me five years to get to a million dollars in sales on the platform. Now, my margins operate between 60 to 70%, and I primarily sell in the handmade and supply category in this shop. And my background is corporate e commerce, so I had. Experience managing portfolios and scaling them to the hundred million dollar level at companies like Zappos and Zulily. So I did not build my Etsy business by simply throwing spaghetti at the wall. That works for some people. But what I did was take my e-commerce corporate background and I applied those strategies to Etsy and that is why it worked. So how do I do this in four hours a week? Honestly, I could probably do a lot less than that because the only thing that I do for my Etsy shop is printing the shipping labels and packaging one specific product. And that product is very breakable, so that's why I do it. (laughs) The path to getting to this point was blood, sweat, tears, a lot of coffee, a lot of sleepless nights, and even getting vascular surgery in both of my legs. Now that's another topic for another video. Before I give you these five things, please comment below if you want your Etsy shop to become passive income, or if you intend for it to always be something that takes full-time hours from yourself. I would love to hear which side of the fence you fall on. All right, the first way to get to the point where you're working less than four hours a week on your Etsy shop is with how you build your product mix. Now, I recommend building your product mix so that it is scalable and so that it is not fully dependent on you. Now, a scalable product mix absolutely does not mean it has to be digital or print-on-demand. You can still become the constraint of your business with digital and print-on-demand if you refuse to outsource anything. But if you are doing a physical product mix, I highly recommend keeping that end goal in mind. So, my issue was that my end game was not specifically to outsource anything. My goal with my Etsy shop was to make six figures in profit per year. But that quickly changed when I accomplished that by the second year. So, since I didn't have scalability in mind, I was making these custom floral arrangements that would have been really difficult to train people on. So, if you intend to make multi six figures in profit on Etsy, I recommend deciding when and if you want to start to buy back your time to make it more passive. If you think you you're going to want to buy back your time at some point and start to outsource things without sacrificing your income I do recommend thinking about a product mix that would be really easy to train someone on and when I decided to go this route of scaling through outsourcing that is when I decided to add supplies to my shop a supply business is really about picking and packing right super easy to outsource and train someone on so think about your product mix so that it's not reliant on you all right the next thing you want to do is to make a list of the lowest dollar per hour tasks for your Etsy shop and outsource those first. So this could be something like if you are digital or print on demand, maybe making the graphics or the designs, maybe the mockups, or maybe it could be something like packaging orders, building boxes, prepping orders and materials, processing inventory, or maybe updating your social media or your Etsy listings. So the first time I outsourced the lowest dollar per hour tasks was when my husband was deployed. I had a baby. I had no family to help me. And I realized that the demand and the order volume was quickly outpacing my available hours I got to the point where I set up a packaging station next to the bathtub in my kids bathroom so that I could get in the packaging while my child was you know taking their bath and I realized at that point maybe I need some help so I hired someone to do all my packaging and my order preparation steps so it was really batch work and she came two to three hours a day Monday through Friday she became very efficient and she became an expert at these tasks to the point where it didn't really require any direction from me which was great Great, because I'm an introvert and giving a lot of direction frequently takes energy and I did not have energy to spare. All right, number three, next you wanna start outsourcing other things. So we've outsourced the lowest dollar per hour tasks. Now we're going to look at where you're spending your time. We're gonna outsource things that you don't like to do or the things that take the most time. So have them master complete fulfillment on these one at a time. So this might be for you bookkeeping. It might be a product type that you don't like making. It might be creating listings if you feel like those take you a really long time. So train them on one thing at a time until they completely master it. Again, with the training process, it's going to make for efficiency and less effort in the long run. Then I hired a full-time assistant and fully outsourced all of our apparel. So the entire apparel category handed that over to her. that is all she did for a good three months. So she did apparel and she did packaging and she did order prep. And once she mastered that, then we moved her onto a new product type each week. And we had about 20 product categories in our shop. And so each week she mastered a new product type and she would make all the orders for that product type. And that really left me with products that were the highest risk or you know, working with the most difficult customers. All right, the next thing you're gonna wanna train them in on is the most challenging orders. So that last piece of the business that you are holding onto, whether it be high touch customers or more challenging customers or products. Next, you're going to want to hand that off. Teach that person how to make decisions on these challenging orders, almost like a decision tree framework. Stay accessible to your employees at this time, but also let them make some mistakes. And this was the point where I gave up 100% of production. And that was even on the most expensive $600 items that we had in our shop. And those were some of the most difficult customers. So you have to remove yourself mentally from the product and detach a little bit. So realize it's not a life or death thing, right? Like for me, it was a floral decorations. Like no one's going to die. You know, it's going to be okay. It's not brain surgery. So detach a little bit from the product and the process. Let the person make some mistakes and realize that you have two alternatives. One is you can hold on to control of everything and limit your growth. Never see the full potential of your shop because you are the constraint of it. Or number two, you can relinquish control and accept that there will be more bumps in the road, but in the long run, it will be worth it because you are buying your time back. And that is going to be more sustainable growth your shop might be able to go on for twice as long and grow twice as big because it's not fully reliant on you so this takes a level of detachment and really viewing your shop like a business owner and not like an artist because in order to achieve amazing growth beyond what you could ever achieve by yourself it's going to take some level of being uncomfortable And the last and final thing that I recommend giving up is the customer service I do recommend hanging on to that because that is how you can keep your finger on the pulse of are things generally going well? Or do you have to work on some processes? First, I gave this customer service role to my husband and then I kind of saw how it went and then I handed it off to our employee. It's good to remain available for questions at the beginning, but over time, this person is going to learn how you like to respond to questions. And that will be a good set of SOPs, standard operating procedures for them in the future. So now I have one full-time employee who works five days a week on my Etsy shop. And she's a mom, she's a military spouse. So it's amazing to be able to Offer that to someone else when they're looking for a flexible job that can fit into their schedule. So while she is here working on the Etsy shop and managing that, I spend my days working with my team. We have about 25 people on the team helping over 2,000 Etsy sellers with their shops. And I still keep tabs on our Etsy shop since it's still a playground and it's a place where we can test strategies. But my level of involvement is basically printing the shipping labels. And why do I do that? Because it gives me an idea of both input and output. It's really the only time that I have available in my day to see what is actually selling. So if you are looking to build an Etsy shop that is passive income, where you work very, very little to make a lot of money, it is 100% possible. But I can guarantee that it will not start that way. So I recommend really putting in the work, the effort, rolling up your sleeves and building the foundation of strategies to even make it scalable. And this will give you some clear SOPs that you can give to your employees when you are ready to start outsourcing. When you're doing this, just be patient and keep that cost and benefit relationship in mind and keep in mind why you are outsourcing. Why do you want to grow this? If you need help buying your time back with your Etsy shop and getting it to a place where it is more passive income for you, head over to our Instagram. It's at Dylan Jarris. In the program, we teach you how to outsource. We teach you where to find these people, what to outsource first, and the whole process in depth so that you can scale your business in a low risk way. All right, you guys, I'll see you in the next video. I've gone from about $1,500 to $2,000 in revenue a month to currently before the month's finished $4,200 in revenue. I only joined multi-six figure um, Etsy Blueprint about four weeks ago now.